Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. She got her start as a teen pop princess, an 80s icon. Now she's a queen, an entrepreneur, and she still has great hair after all these years. You only need to say one name and you know who she is. Tiffany. How are you, Tiffany? I'm fine. I'm loving the great hair thing. <laughs> you still have great hair after all. That is amazing how you've kept that hair looking so good. What's the secret? I know a lot of ladies listen to this show too. I mean, please tell. Uh, extensions. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I see. Extensions. Because I started to like dye all the bits. I I love, you know, I learned after a while that I have to be a redhead because I dyed my hair black and, you know, all kinds of different colors. And people were like, who are you? <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, let's go back to the red hair thing. But, you know, I like my funky bits. So I started dyeing that and, and any lady out there knows it just takes a toll on your hair so yes the bits are extensions they're fantastic and uh, i can get change all my colors and be the you know vibrant person i want to be <laughs> you should be a, you're, you're, i'm sure you're your own stylist you're looking very good is and is it true that you used to use a fork it was a tool that you would use to do that hair back in the day is that true back in the day that was an 80s tool yes in some parts from where i'm from norwalk california yes we, we we knew a little bit an aquanet. It was the fork and aquanet. <laughs> and uh, I just recently posted something on my social media, and I think it might be on my Instagram. Uh, but it was a, an '80s girl, and she's doing the hair, and she's doing the aquanet, and she's like, "Look at my gill." And I never realized <laughs> that '80s hair we actually did do gill. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of what it looked like. I'm kind of. <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited about this new Christmas song. I just uh, listened to it, and it's beautiful. And people don't know this, or maybe they need to know more about the fact that you actually can write songs, and you can obviously can sing. You've always had that beautiful voice. What inspired you writing this Christmas song that you just wrote? Well, yes, people might not know. You know, TiffanyTunes.com for all things Tiff World. Get caught up on who I am, what's going on, and what's you know next to come in 2024, and also about angels all around the new Christmas single. But yeah, you know, this is I've always wanted to write a Christmas single, and it's never really happened. Um, and this one happened just organically from fans reaching out to me, telling me their stories and how they felt through COVID. And, you know, and I was doing the same, uh, feeling, you know, off. I think everybody was, you know. So, you know, uh, as a songwriter, being able to tell my story, it's my therapy, you know, felt pretty good. Uh, and my co-writers, Mark Alberici and Mark and Margie Hauser, when we could get, you know, together and social distance, we wrote it here at the house, the studio at the house. And, uh, you know, we just had a chance to 
put all of these messages into a song. And that's what we do. So we're thrilled. You know, it came out exactly how we wanted it. We got everybody around, excuse me, in Nashville. And, um, you know, it was amazing to see it kind of come to life. And now, you know, a lot of fans are writing in about the song and how it's a healing tool for them. And, you know, it really is, you know, a, an inspirational song for them for hope, you know, because that's kind of what the, it's, it's about, you know, hopefully it is a comfort song about remembering the memories, but having those, being lucky to have those memories or, you know, there are angels everywhere. The line I love from the song is Christmas rescue me. When I heard that, I was like, yeah, you know what? It can be a painful time for a lot of people, but if you look at the glass half full, then it can be inspiring and can rescue you. I always say music, the holidays and sports. Those are t three things that bring people together. Well, definitely, you know, so music, food, I mean, that's what I'm doing. Let's food with Tiffany on, you know, uh, my cooking club. It's just something that I learned through COVID. They were our coping tool, music and food. So I happen to love both. Um, and I'm doing both now and I'm, you know, cross pollinating those. So lots of music and food events coming up for Let's Food with Tiffany. I call them Tiff Takeovers where it's an acoustic set. Um, and, you know, I, I host the evening and you get to taste my food. So, you know, exciting things. And then for Children's Miracle Network, we're doing Zoom packages where you can create jackets with me. And, uh, you know, I'm usually from my home or even if on the road and you get to pick your colors and we get to chit chat. And, you know, and again, I'm doing hand painting angels for Children's Miracle Network ornaments and throughout the season, throughout the year, because they're still a great gift. And, you know, rocking some angels all around and the inspirational, you know, message, I guess. And, uh, you know, just proud of the song and doing new music, of course, in 2024. So lots going on. But, you know, it was just, it's so amazing to hear this song on the radio when I do. It's like, it's, I love everything I do, but this one, I, I'm getting a little bit of an extra little kick from, uh, because it just was so organic and, you know, and I love that it, we were able to record it in Nashville and we had really good memories doing it and having great, you know, making great moments. And I think that shows in the video it's on YouTube and of course, tiffanytunes.com. Yeah. Check out the website, tiffanytunes.com. Where do you think you picked up this like boss attitude? Because if you follow Tiffany on social, <laughs> social media, She's a hustler. She works. I mean, you're putting in work. You're doing a little of this. You're cooking. You got a cooking thing going on. You got the music going on. You have these boutiques, Tiffany's boutiques. Where do you think you got this boss attitude from? Uh, you know, probably. Well, I think it's just, you know, growing up as a kid. I mean, I've been doing this since I was nine. I started off mostly in the country music. And that was about work, you know, it's like, you know, real families and just hard work. And then if you were getting into the country music scene, usually you were doing your own, you know, and I, I've just been doing this a long time. So, you know, my dad, uh, who's military, I think he probably instilled a little bit of work ethic in me, but yet my work is totally different. Nobody in my family knew anything about the music industry or running companies per se, but I just, you know, step into it. If it's something that I want to do, I may not have all the answers. And at first you might have to stay patient, patience. I have to learn, uh, <laughs> but you know, I mean, I've learned, you know, that you just, it's the process, enjoying the process and believing in it. So let's food with Tiffany and radical reds is my online clothing uh, store. And, you know, of course we've got the charity and we've got Givens coffee, uh, you know, for, 
again, Children's Miracle Network and, you know, and new music coming and touring. So, yeah, you just got to be, I think you got to be a boss a little bit in today's world. You really do. And when you, you say, know, when I mean, you, enjoy your life, but you've got to, you know, hustle while we can a little bit. And, you know, it, it makes you feel good about yourself. I think when you can start to accomplish your dreams on any level, not, you don't always see them become mega success, but as long as they're fulfilling, then that's the most, I think that's the battle over. <laughs> hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Well, you talked about stepping right in. I know that you, you stepped right into the spotlight at a very young age. You were 15 years old when you got your start as far as getting your national recognition. And those big, huge number one hits, uh, big number one hits under Tiffany's belt. When you're recording the, the song, I Think We're Alone Now, and I saw him standing there, that's a Beatles record and a Tommy James and the Shondells record. Had you heard those songs previously before recording them, or did they want you? you to give them, you know, your own spice so they you weren't listening to those songs? Well, no, I had heard those songs before. I'm not sure. I think we're alone now, maybe. But I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, you know, because the children behave. And I, that was nothing that we had talked about, uh, my producer, George Tobin, and I, you know, at that time about music that I wanted to do. You know, it was more kind of a country rock kind of stuff or maybe like a modern day Cheryl Crow. That's kind of what we were, you know, kind of recording a little bit. Um and, you know, then he came up with I think we're alone now. So the track was completely different by the time I came back into the studio and recorded it. And I, you know, I fell in love with it later. At first I was a little concerned because it was so dance. And, you know, there was always that kind of rocker in me. I wanted some more, a little more kick, you know, but I love dance music. I grew up listening to dance music, a lot of my favorite artists. But for me, I wanted stuff that, you know, was like my heroes and Wilson and Stevie Nicks and Pat Benatar, you know, so it was totally different. But I'm grateful for that song and I've rocked it out. and We've done it ska and acoustic and country. <laughs> it's just, a, it's a great song and it can be, you have many lives, so I'm very grateful for that moment. Have you ever heard the song from John Mellencamp? Um, it's called Pop Singer, and he has the line, never wanted to be a pop singer, never wanted to write no pop song. I don't know if you've ever heard that, <laughs> heard that song before. Have you heard that? I'm not too sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know. Do you ever I, get that feeling that you like you never really wanted to be a pop singer? I know, actually. I mean, I, I'm, I'm okay with like being, you know, I always call it from the eighties, you know, and if the kids are around, I'm like, it's a different planet. Uh, <laughs> I'm from that planet, the planet eighties. So, you know, now I just, I think I embrace it and I've never really thought it was, you know, oh, the eighties, you know? So now it's like, and pop music, no, because I've been able to, to, you know, again, gratefully use the beginning and, and now make it be my future and my platform to do the music I want to do now or incorporate the music I want to do now or, you know, that, that sound that I feel I should involve, you know, evolve to. 
so, you know, the new record Shadows is exactly that. It's kind of a rock retro album with modern production um, and, you know, yet a retro flair to it. So, you know, we worked really hard. Mark Alberici, my producer, we worked really hard, you know, to just kind of keep that fun element of what I feel retro music has, especially the 80s, and yet have a rock edge to it that's, you know, something that you want to boast about now and you know people go oh my gosh like oh this this is a great record so yeah you know uh we have tracy guns from la guns on the record as well and a lot of great a lot of great musicians so you know it's 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 an awesome record i always say go to tiffanytunes.com check it out and hopefully come to see a new show and you know we're not stopping there so you know i love that i was able to and i always do have i think we're low now and could have been at every show so, you know, it's not like I've went off and did new music and I don't want to address the other. But, you know, it's a nice evening to be able to put it all together uh, and to rock the older hits and retro stuff and hear everybody sing jam out to I Think We're Alone Now, uh, as well as the new music. They're like, oh, my gosh, that's great. You know, so and get their approval, if you will, uh, and make, you know, and make a new connection. I heard you say Stevie Nicks. You heard you mention her name a few times. Have you ever had a chance to meet Stevie Nicks? And did she ever give you any advice? Or what were those conversations like? I have. And she's always been wonderful. And the last time I saw her, she asked me about my music. How's it going? How are you doing? How's the music? So it was a great day to be Tiffany. I was like beaming. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, it, 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 again, I'm, I look up to her in many ways as her music and as a musician and a woman in, in music and, you know, as a, as a person, period, you know, inspirational to a lot of women for a lot of things. So, you know, um, yeah, for her to take a, a minute to acknowledge my music and ask me about my life, I was like, this is cool. <laughs> Very cool. And you have inspired probably a lot of teen idols because a lot of them haven't made it out alive. So, you know, they could get some sound advice from you. A lot of these teen stars, they don't make it out with, uh, you know, being an entrepreneur and, and succeeding later in life. What advice would 50-year-old Tiffany, you think, give to 15, 16-year-old Tiffany if you had a chance to get her ear? What, what would you say to her? Well, I mean, I think, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, I've always been a kind of person that didn't really come from uh, a family, you know, that I could, I don't want to say rely on, but there was a lot of, you know, issues in my family, a lot of alcoholism. So good people, but didn't really know how to guide me. So I kind of always knew, look, you know, and then when I became famous and there was money and there was, you know, Hollywood and there's all this, I was like, look, if you blow it, not really anybody that's going to save you. Like it, it's just, you gotta, you gotta just have your own boundaries. Um, and I just kind of continued that way in my life. And I think it's just, you know, taken away a lot of the excess, you know, or the over crazy, <laughs> you know, I mean, there's, you, you got to live your life and you make mistakes. But for me, seeing good people, my family, you know, get involved or, you know, become alcoholics and, and just kind of ruin their lives or shorten their lives. It, you know, I realized that, you know, these things can take you no matter what, but especially in Hollywood, nobody's going to tell you no. So, I mean, you could totally blow it if you want to, but <laughs> you're kind of on your own. And uh, I, that just kind of probably kept me going. And of course, I had my son when I was very young and then, you know, wanting to be a great parent the best that I knew how. 
um, and true, you know, enjoying it. Um, and then, you know, again, new projects that in my musical career that I wanted to achieve. So I've just kind of kept going. Uh, and I think that's my advice to everybody is always just keep going. Even if something totally fails or, you know, even if it totally sucks at the moment, it is really just a moment and you'll work through it somehow. You know, you just got to hold on to that stuff. I know it's bad. Uh, you know, so a lot of times as musicians or, you know, I've had a lot of death in my life and they just, you know, really kick me. But, you know, you do have to just kind of, you know, believe it's for there's there's more that you don't know and understand and, you know, kind of keep going. So, you know, that's kind of my advice in life. And that's what I would tell the younger me. And hopefully that got me here. Like you said, I just celebrated my 52nd birthday. And I did say that on my social in a very light way. And I think on my Patreon with my fan club there. But, you know, I was like, you know, 52, a lot of people don't make it. My kind are kind of crazy. So (laughs) I'm really celebrating, you know, a lot of things. The girl from Norwalk and the girl who's the pop star. (laughs) Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. And you've lived some kind of life. I, I, it's somehow 2002, this blew right past me. I didn't see this, but I guess you had the guts and the confidence posing for Playboy in 2002. What was that experience like? That was amazing. I loved every minute of it and I'm glad I did it. And, you know, I just, you know, I was amazing. You know, it was amazing. It wasn't anything I didn't really think I had any thoughts about what it was going to be like. So it was a very open-minded, but it was really cool. I mean, it felt glamorous and, um, you know, I thought it was an amazing time and to be part of the Playboy family uh, is an honor. So, you know, definitely. Uh, I know now telling my hopefully 85 year old self, I hope, you know, in the future, I hope that I will be sitting there and I'm sure I will be going, yes, 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 I did that. <laughs> yeah, you've done a I'm lot. okay with that. <laughs> and, and you still got lots of time. Um, you, you're looking great at 50, you know, still very beautiful. And that hair, of course, we talked about that. Check out all the music at TiffanyTunes.com. This new Christmas song is called uh, Angels All Around. What kind of music back in the 80s, which we look at the 80s, it used to be kind of cheesy, but now we look at it and it's the most, I don't know if you know this, but Google just had their 25th anniversary of people searching things and the most searched decade of all the decades is the 80s. So people love the 80s and uh, that's that's good to, uh, good to hear. And because- that is a big celebration. I really, I mean, yeah, there is something again so magical about the 80s and I can't really put my finger up the 80s movies, like, you know, all of it. So it's cool to see, you know, young people discovering and embracing the 80s and even fashion, the goods of fashion, of course, <laughs> you know. Um, but, you know, uh, yeah, it, there's something magical about it. So, I've, you know, I love doing the festivals that I'll be doing next year. There'll be a lot of different, you know, 80s style fest- fest- festivals, uh, retro festivals. So, you know, I'm really excited to be a part of that. I always love to stand on the side of the stage and watch the people that I 
grew up watching, you know, listening to that inspired me and, you know, to be like, I'm sharing the stage with these guys, you know, the girl again in Norwalk is very proud. <laughs> and those three or four years you were out touring and working so hard and were on top of the world as the biggest star in the world. I mean, you were right up there with Michael Jackson at that point in, in the 80s. What were you consuming as far as entertainment? You know, there was no YouTube, kids. You're on the tour bus. What were you doing to entertain yourself for those three or four years? Oh, man. We were listening to music, a lot of music, a lot of video games. Uh, I've always been a reader, so reading, probably fashion magazines at that time. Uh, but yeah, and then, of course, you know, we were just uh, a homework. I had homework <laughs> on a tour bus. Uh, but, I mean, before that, even before I got the record deal on the mall, you know, we listened. I loved going into the record store back in those days. Um, and I was very diverse from Ozzy Osbourne to, you know, Barbara Streisand to Bette Midler to, you know, maybe, you know, I don't know. Gosh, it could be anybody. Chuck Berry, like, I mean, because my family listened to country and Motown and like, all, you know, all different styles. And then I was more learning about rock stuff and listening to more rock radio and going to, you know, school. And, and, and again, then you had freestyle artists like Lisa Lisa and the Cult Jam. So, yeah, I was very diverse. I, I was always embarrassed to walk into a, a record shop and buy something. I made my best friend do it because, you know, in, in high school, you had to be something, you know, <laughs> you're a rocker, or you're this. And I was like, I'm not any of that. I love all music. So I made her buy all the, the vinyls at that time. You may hold the Guinness Book of World Records as being at the most shopping malls of any human ever, maybe the, the, the tour crew as well, but you went to like every shopping mall across the country, which I thought was a brilliant idea for a tour, especially seeing as how you were only 15, you couldn't really do the nightclubs and the bar scene, so they sent you to all the shopping malls. So I'm curious, what is the greatest shopping mall in America? Uh, gosh, you're going to put me on the spot. I have to choose a mall. Um... Well, the Glendale Galleria has always had a you know something special for me because we shot I think we're alone now there. But I did do in real life shopping, and it is my go-to when I'm in LA and I forget something, so <laughs> I'm very partial to it. Um, and I would say, you know, it's changed a lot, but again, the Bergen Mall, it, you know, it's gotten better. So in New Jersey, but that's again where we shot. I think we're alone now. The Mall of America is amazing. We didn't shoot anything there, but it's a good time. But I mean, I, I've never really met a mall I don't like. <laughs> and, and they're becoming less and less, it seems like, to towns. I like going to a mall, walking around when you go to a new town, but it seems like uh, you're seeing more and more empty stores. Everybody's doing that online shopping, but you got to get out, meet, yes, see people. Yes, do. I mean, again, there was something, you know, and now I've been over into, you know, uh, Singapore and, you know, gosh, I think we went to the Philippines. This was about six years ago, but the malls are still rocking there. They are a place of gathering, you know, they're a place where you go shopping, but you also meet friends, but you get a quick bite to eat. You know, it's where people used to go even on a, on a weekday to go get food while they were working in the area. So, you know, yes, we've lost some of that, I think, you know, but it, especially on the weekends, I remember going to the Topanga Canyon Mall in the valley where I'm from, you know, uh, out in that way when I lived in the valley. So, you know, and especially when I was recording the record, that was where I used to hang out. <laughs> well, I'll leave you with this. We're going uh, down on the end of a year and the start of a new year. What are you hoping to accomplish? What are your goals for 2024? 
Um, well, you know, to, to enjoy 2024, firstly, and, um, you know, and I think goals more than anything is just to, you know, have that balance, continue to feel good, um, be in good health, of course, and also all the projects we've got. I'd love to see them excel, um, you know, and Let's Food with Tiffany. I want to definitely do more hosting stuff and more cookbooks and get that all going. And that's in the works for next year. So, you know, just infusing a lot of love in that area and attention and hope um, and uh, enjoyment. I'm going to, you know, really enjoy it. So, and of course, new music and, you know, touring. We're going to get on planes and go places. And of course, I always appreciate all the players for planes. (laughs) Flights is not my favorite thing to do. So, you know, but I feel like, you know, this is what I do. I share my music and I'm honored and it's it's amazing to be able to travel. So I do love it once I get there. Let Christmas rescue you this season. Put angels all around on your Christmas playlist. Go to TiffanyTunes.com. And Tiffany, we're big fans and we've big, been big fans and we look forward to seeing everything you're going to do uh, moving forward. God bless and Merry Christmas to you. Thank you for your time. Well, thank you. Happy holidays, everybody.